Today's episode is brought to you by Batch Dialer. Receive unlimited outbound dialing free for seven days. Go to batchdialer.com forward slash Dave or use code Dave when signing up. Reach anyone, anytime, from anywhere. Make and receive calls from anywhere in the world using your online browser. Maintain a local presence while working remotely by using local area codes and local phone numbers. You can even get your virtual assistants to do this for you. Head on over to batchdialer.com forward slash Dave or use code Dave at checkout to receive unlimited outbound dialing free for seven days. Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Slane, joined with co-host... David Dodge. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Dave. How are you today? I'm doing good, buddy. Good, good afternoon if it's afternoon time. Good evening if, if it's, it's evening. evening. Or uh, let's think of some other <laughs> beautiful languages. beautiful thing about podcasts. Yeah. Buenos dias, mi amigos. <laughs> Pura Espanol. I don't know. Whatever. All right, so guys, what are we talking about today, Dave? I'm excited because this is one of my favorite things to talk about rental properties. Yes, rental okay. properties. So specifically getting them with little to no money. Yes, that is one of my favorite That's even cooler than ways to get them. And I think it's just because my whole life I've always been what's the nice way to say it, thrifty. Like I just like getting stuff for a deal. Like yeah. I always found that Who doesn't? Like, really exciting. So when we stumbled upon this and it was really our third partner, Bill who doesn't do the podcasting as much with us, but he's uh, he's out there grinding, uh, doing deals with us, and and uh, he's always been out there just, just hustling. Uh, what he does, or what he kind of taught us, and again, this was before Burr became the terminology that everybody knows it as today, uh, he was doing Burr. He was buying rentals. Uh, he had a little bit of cash and said, you know what, I'm going to buy some rentals. Yeah, I, I put that in there. That's I didn't okay. need to do that. <laughs> it's fine. And then he he leveraged the bank money because he was a bankable person. He said, I got this great job. I'm going to refinance these rentals out. And he just, again, he was able to get properties and have little to no money in them. So that is essentially the Burr method is buying a property, rehabbing it, so fixing it up. And again, I think there's a difference between rehabbing and remodeling. This is rehabbing the property. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, renting it out, so getting tenants in place. So then you've got a cash flowing asset, and then refinancing that property. So you've basically put your money in, and then you're able to pull your money back out. So that's how you're getting a property at a discount, in my opinion. Uh, well, not, it's not getting a discount, but you're you're leaving very little money into it. So yeah, again, so it's just it's a very thrifty way, an economical way to use your money. You use your money to buy it, maybe, or you borrow somebody else's money. Uh, we use private lenders here in our business. And then you refinance it out. So you're getting all that money back, and you've got a cash-flowing rental. That's it's right. It's unbelievable. So it's, it's unbelievably powerful. Um, and we're excited because, again, Dave really, really hits the wholesaling hard, and I've been hitting this really hard. And we're excited to uh, to help some people 
jump into this. If wholesaling isn't your thing, that's okay. Yeah, come con- contact us. We'd be happy to help you guys uh, learn the Burr methods as well. That's right. So, so let's talk about the Burr method. Let's break it down. As Mike stated earlier, buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. That's mm-hmm. what it is. The way I look at the Burr method or the method at all is all it is is just a strategy to acquire a lot of rentals uh, very quickly. Very, let me rephrase. It's a strategy to acquire a lot of assets very rapidly with little to no money, right? Now, the Burr method does take some time. I want to preference that to people. Um, Dude, that's a great distinction. You have to have some time invested to get it to work properly, especially if it's not your own cash purchasing. You're borrowing that down payment money. Well, either borrowing. If you could be bar- exactly, you could be borrowing down payment and rehab money from somebody, and then financing the rest with the bank, so that again you could still be a hundred percent, you know, leveraged. And that's what you're we try to do with we our do, business. We yeah. do. We use a lot of private lenders, so it's just easier. It's faster mm-hmm. uh, to to buy and close on the properties, and then we'll refinance with the bank at the end of the day when right. we're finished with everything. But nothing in life that's worth a you know worth anything is is quick or. Is free. Well, you have to earn it. So, and the, and let's talk about. There's a, kind of a neat distinction, though. So, there's different personality types that match up with different investors. Mm-hmm. There's more the running and gunning, and like the sales type. You know, I like to go out there and kind of hustle. For and, sure. And you can wholesale, and that's a little bit more aligns with somebody who likes to wholesale. Uh, again, if you don't have any cash and you need to get chunks of money, and you like going out there talking with people, wholesaling is a is the perfect strategy. Right. Uh, we always encourage people to start there because, again, you learn so much yeah, about real estate. Yeah, and it's the estate. best way to get the best deals, too, when you're in control. It, it is. And, again, you just learn so much about real estate. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dave's told, shared his story multiple times um, just about how he's learned uh, more. Learning every day. New things every day. Perfect. Absolutely. Perfect. So the, the process takes a little bit of time, but that's okay. Um, I think the most important part of the entire process is the refinance. And I think that people should start with that instead of think that's the end game. You know, whenever you're playing this uh, this game consistently, that is the end game, right? To refi, you pay yourself back or the, or the lender or lenders that you borrowed the money to get into the property with. But you have to know going in that you have an exit and that you can get refied. So to me, I suggest people Start by getting a relationship or building a relationship with a local banker so that way they can actually do this. Very important. And if and that's one of the things in my journey in real estate investing I wish I would have done. Sooner? No, exactly. Yeah, I would have gotten too. bankable and I would have kept my day job for longer. Mm. Again, it's very exciting. Hey, I'm going to quit the job. I'm going to jump into wholesaling full time and I'm going to make money. That is awesome. And I applaud people who do that and have the guts to do that. I did it. But again, like I said, I wish I would have waited because I had a W-2. Mm-hmm. And it would have uh, sped up my journey to owning my own little rental empire and uh, just being truly financially free. Yeah, If absolutely. I would have got as many loans as I could have while I had that W-2 and then seen what seeing where I would have gone next. Mm-hmm. So again, Dave has a really good point. Focus on the end goal when you're a rental investor and you're going to be much better off. So go out there, talk to your local banks, mm-hmm. find someone who will work with you. If you can't find one that works with you, listen to them. Why did they not finance you? That's the question you have to ask. And they will have an answer. It's yeah, you be, said it, use that as a learning experience. Hey, you've got too much credit card debt. You know, your, your debt to income is a little too high. We don't think we can get you, you know, we can't do it. Mm-hmm. Well, perfect. Okay, great. Then work on lowering your debt to income. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, turn those uh, turn those bankers into coaches. Well, and they're what happy. Do, they're happy to do it. They want to loan. They money. want to loan. That's how they get paid, right? So, what do I got to do to get a loan from you guys? Okay, here's the list. I'll go start working on that list. Yeah, absolutely. But having the ability to refinance this, you know, properties out, um, is the most beautiful thing about the birth strategy, and it's really what makes it so powerful. So if you aren't able to get a loan, the strategy won't work for you today. Doesn't mean it won't work for you later, um, but definitely but that is ex- start there. And it's extremely important to know because if you borrow private money to get started and you're unable to refinance it out, well, you're kind of SOL, guys. So again, you cannot. I, I would not recommend starting down that path unless you can get a loan at the end of the day. Totally agree. Cool. So that's the the R. that's where you start. That's like the the one of the last R's, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is repeat. So well, again, we're going to say go ahead and arbor this one and get your refinancing lined up ahead of time. Extremely important to focus on that first. That's right. Next up, okay, let's talk about buying rental properties. So Dave, you had mentioned, hey, if you're out there wholesaling, you've done that. It's a great place to find the best deals because you know what you're looking for. You know what deals are, right? Well, let's say you're not a wholesaler. Let's say you're working that day job. You're nine to five. You've got approved by the bank or you know that you would be approved by the bank, how do you find the best deals? You can uh, contact other wholesalers and buy deals from them. That's that's a great place to start if you have no time or money to do your own marketing. Now, you're going to pay those guys a wholesale fee, but you can still get great deals from wholesalers. We buy from wholesalers all the time, even though we are wholesalers. And one thing you're going to find from wholesalers, more often than not, are distressed properties which, guys, is really what you're looking for mm-hmm. because you're going to do a rehab so that you can add value to that property. So let's, let's, before we talk about the buy, let's just take a quick second to um, explain how this works for most people. So when we're, when we're talking about getting our refinance, we need – so we're going to work this whole thing backwards real quick. We need to, to, to be in the deal for little to no money. Let's just say no money. We have to have our refinance pay back all of our lenders. Well, when a bank gives you a loan, that loan is going to be usually between 70 and 80% of what the property appraises for. So the goal when we're buying is what do we think this will appraise for and can we get it cheap enough that we can pay our lenders interest and increase the value of the property but yet still be below that's 70 to 80% of the appraisal. So there's a couple things that we have to factor into play here. Now, to get into a property for no money, which is very possible, Mike and I have done it 40-plus times in the last couple of months alone, we have to be buying at a steep discount as well as increasing the value of the property via a rehab to make those numbers work. Again, it starts and ends with the appraisal or the ARV of the property, and then we determine out determine what the cost to fix that property is, plus the cost of the interest that we're going to be paying to, to borrow to get the deal done. Um, and then at the end, be in it for 70 to 80% of what it appraises for. So when we're talking about buying, we need to know that. That's something that's very, very important, especially if I want to be in a deal for little to no money. In this scenario, no money. So just to use a quick example, let's say I think a property after I rehab it. So again, that's where the after repair value comes in. 
the ARV, is going to be worth 100 grand. I'm, I'm assuming that I'm going to be able to get an appraisal at 100 grand. Well, I know that my bank in this area is lending at 70% of appraisal, not 80. So I know that at the end of the day, if I can get it to appraise at 100,000, that I can be in it for no more, not a penny more than 80,000, right? Because that's what they're essentially going to lend me on this deal. So if I have to spend 10,000 in rehab or renovation to get it to appraise at 100,000, then I need to be at 70,000 in purchase, not 80. And I need to also compensate for my holding costs, my interest, my closing. So really, I need to be closer to about 65000 in order to make this deal work. My, my offer would really probably be at fifty-five or to sixty to allow for some wiggle room. But you have to uh, account for the amount that the appraisal is going to take off, which is 20 to 30%, and then the cost of the repair. So you really got to be buying great deals to do this. Now you can still find those deals from wholesalers, but they have to be really great deals. You can't be paying, you know, 20 cents on the dollar when it needs a rehab still. That's a great point, Dave, and I think that is extremely important. Rental investors have to be a little bit more analytical, and it's that begin with the end in mind. So that's what Dave was talking about is you have to think about your refinance because that's kind of the end game here. You have to think about that ahead of time all the way back to when you're buying the property. Then, super, and that's super really important. when it starts. So this this there isn't really a beginning and an end with the burr. It's like you're kind of doing all of them at once. Not well, all. Well, and, and again, but once you do one or two of them, you realize it's just kind of a circle. It's a cycle. You're just going to keep riding that Ferris wheel of right. buy a property, fix a property, rent a property, rehab a property. Mm-hmm. You're just going to keep Refi. following yep. that circle. 100%. And, and what's neat about it, too, is you can recycle the same money. So if somebody out there has a day job, like we, were, we said, you could literally just keep using the same funds that you have access to. Maybe you've got a 401k or a, a Roth IRA or an IRA that you can tap into and borrow that money from yourself. Mm-hmm. You could use that to build your rental portfolio. Or life insurance policies. A lot of people have that or know somebody that does, and they can lend against those policies. Yeah, so there's Absolutely. a lot of ways to... But you don't need millions of dollars exactly. to, to do this. You need a little bit of money from somebody or a hard money lender. So this is companies not, that provide this. Too. This is not a get rich quick play. Mm-mm. This is a get wealthy slowly play. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who the quote comes from or what the quote is even anymore. Uh, talks about real estate is like the number one way people build wealth. You know, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. That quote. 100%. So I mean, it's it's literally just like you're going to get wealthy. It's no to, number one way I'm building my wealth. It's the only way. I love one of the things <laughs> you told me a while ago was I'm so bad at saving. These are just like little piggy banks. That's exactly what they are. Is I just throw a little money in, Terrible buy at saving. next, which is which, who cares? Again, when you create, but if you put your savings on autopilot, you don't have to be good at it. Exactly, and that's the beautiful thing. Yeah. So this is fun. All right. So we talk a little bit about buy. Let's circle back to that. We are really good at train of thought, guys. We just keep changing it up. Uh, but let's talk about buy. So you want to? What do you want to buy? We suggest you kind of define your rental criteria. So go out there, network with other people, see what they're buying, and see what's going to work. Uh, what is going to cash flow you $300 or $400 per unit? Decide what your target is ahead of time. Decide, again, what your target ARV or after repair value is going to be ahead of time. Ahead of time. Figure out and what the bank's going to loan on that ARV ahead, ahead of, of time. time. Is it 50%? Is it 70%? Some places could be 85%, right? 
I mean, it could be 97% exactly. if it's FHA and you move into it for a week and then you move out and rent it out. Right. I'm not suggesting you do that, but things happen. Well, and, and, and that's a really good point, Dave. I mean, because, again, the different amount that they'll lend on the property affects everything. Everything. Ahead of time. The whole formula. Ahead of time. It's what can I pay for the property? So, again, if you can only get a 70% loan to so there's, the value. there's things you can uh, that can change in the formula, and there's things that you can't. Like the appraisal. You can change it a little bit by the quality of your rehab, but it's very, very fixed, right? The repairs, on the other hand, you could swing 300%. Somebody could spend 10 grand or spend 30 grand, right? But that's in your control. And what, just so one example. there's certain things that you one, can control. There's certain things you can't. Tiny little example, and I love this, is hardware on your kitchen cabinets. Mm-hmm. The hardware in your kitchen cabinets, you're going to pay 3 to $5.00. Per little doorknob at Lowe's, Home Depot, Menards, probably probably three to five dollars if you're getting kind of the higher end, nicer looking mm-hmm. finish. You could spend twenty on it if you wanted. Well, exactly. To. So right. again, you're trying to you're trying to cut costs. It's three to five bucks. I'm thinking. Right. Again, right. if you're not just putting the cheap little pulls on, maybe mm-hmm. you can find those for a buck. That's Lowe's, Menards, and Home Depot. Jump on Amazon, and you can get these for a dollar a piece. They again, I buy the hollow. Uh, five inch, three to five inch bars, mm-hmm. and again, those are going to be five, six bucks a piece mm-hmm. at the hardware store. They're ninety seven cents. I buy 20, 50 of them at a time. Mm-hmm. Again, so it it looks, it has the feel of that higher quality rental or higher quality uh, improvement. Mm-hmm. But again, you're going to cut your cost by eighty percent. Eighty percent. Another thing so, too, that's a that's a pro tip on this topic is if you put nicer hardware on it, the the tenants are typically going to treat the cabinets with a little bit more respect too. Right. So yeah, you don't want to get more life doors. out of them, too, hopefully. if they look nicer yeah, versus hopefully. if they don't look as nice, then they don't treat them as nice. Exactly. So, And that's another thing. We try to create win-win situations with our tenants as well. So mm-hmm. this is one of our big things back in wholesaling. We're always looking for a win-win deal. Well, we're looking for a win-win we buy the, win-win when we buy the property, and we're looking for win-wins when we find a tenant. We want them to be happy. Mm-hmm. We don't want to have a high-maintenance uh, cost on these properties that we freshly rehabbed. Yep. So we're trying to do things to uh, decrease our maintenance when they are living there, and decrease our maintenance when the um, when the turnover when, happens. When the turnover or, happens. Yeah. So that's one of the things, and it's huge now. We've been using it for years. Is the luxury vinyl flooring? You want hard surfaces everywhere, so that you don't have to rip out and replace carpet every time tenants turn over, mm-hmm. because it's just a notorious hassle. When you're renting stuff. Hmm. Uh, another thing we do, we use the same paint color on every one of our rentals. It's really boring. It's gray and white everywhere. But guess what? When a tenant come, moves out, a lot of times we're able to just send our guy in and in half a day he can touch up all the paint. Because mm-hmm. it's going to blend back into everything. Yeah, versus have to repaint everything Having every to repaint time. the whole house. Right. So again, there's a lot of little tips like that. And I kind of digressed or moved over to that rehab portion of it. Is how you want to rehab. So back to the buy side again mm-hmm. <laughs> is sure. you've got to define what you want to buy. Uh, we like three bedrooms, one plus baths. We like the bonus rooms in the basement because, again, you can kind of charge a little bit more for rent. So you're going to make these – you're going to be able to massage your numbers a little better, get that higher cash flow. Uh, we like uh, – what else we like, Dave? We like 100K Target ARV. Yeah, 800 square foot or more, 100K Target ARV. And three three bedrooms, and it can't be in a terrible part of town. Exactly. You know, we have some in uh, in you know B and C class neighborhoods. Yeah, but we avoid them... D. I would I'd say definitely avoid 100%. D, and we can't afford A. Burr is very difficult to make happen in A, as well. 
Um, one thing that I do want to point out is the best way to get to, to, to have your end result end at 80% or even 75% of the appraised amount is to add value to the home via the rehab. And a lot of bankers, and this is going to vary where you live and also on your relationship, but a lot of bankers are going to want to see at least fifteen dollars to $20,000 worth of rehab done on a property before they even does, will consider lending you on the appraisal versus the cost. That's one thing we kind of skipped over, I think, in the beginning, Mike, but most banks um, will happily lend on the appraisal. They will. But they will only do that whenever the borrower can prove two things. One, that they are legit. They don't have to say have to have a track record, but they need to be lendable or bankable, as you had mentioned earlier. But number two, that the property was recently renovated or rehabbed and the value was increased because the bank's taking a risk, too. When they loan you money, they're basically on the hook for that house as well, just like you. So if they have to take it back from you, they want to make sure that it's going to be something that they can easily liquidate. So I think the rehab is very, very important. But also, you can sometimes get two, maybe even three X in value increase versus the cost if you do it right. Meaning you can spend fifteen grand and increase the property value by thirty or forty in some scenarios. It exactly. just kind of depends. Though. Yeah. So we've talked about buy. So define your criteria. Uh, most likely work with wholesalers or other investors to find some deals. You can also run to some agents. Again, if you have a relationship with an agent, say, hey, here's what I'm looking for. Or just start making offers, guys. There's deals out there all over the place if you look for them and you're vocal about it. If you mm-hmm. just sit around and say, they'll probably never take my offer and I'm just not going to make my offer, well, then you're never going to find a deal. Start making offers. But yeah, agents, wholesalers, or do some of your own marketing. But yeah, start making offers. Absolutely start yeah. with offers. So buy them. We've talked a little bit about the rehab. We talked about trying to cut down on the rehab cost. What other kind of pro tips do we have on that one? One, and this is one of my favorites, is buying a two-bedroom house that's at least 900 to 1,000 square foot. And if it has a dining room and an extra eat-in kitchen or eat-in area, we like to add a third bedroom. Yeah, convert convert that extra room. Or a third bedroom to a fourth. Again, if there is enough space and the layout allows it, we like to just kind of, and a lot of times, it's super easy, guys. You slap up a few two-by-fours and some drywall, put a door in, and you've got a bedroom. Like, it's really, really easy to convert yeah. some of the dining rooms into closet, bedrooms. But, yeah, it's, it's not hard well, at all. a lot of the dining rooms have closets already. Most of them. Some of them do in yeah. our area. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, again, it's it's super, super easy to convert And really, in reality, and that's a those, huge value add, too. It's huge. And really, in reality, a lot of those rooms don't get used anyway because people are hanging out in the basements. I know a lot of places around the country don't have basements, but we in the Midwest do. And that basically doubles the livable square footage of some homes. The basement. You know, the basement. Right. Absolutely. So if if the family room had an eat-in kitchen off the side of it that became a bedroom, you're losing a little bit of hangout space right there, right? But if you can add it, well, if that's somebody has thing. the so option to use the basement, then it's not necessarily a loss. And you can pretty inexpensively finish, I'm using air quotes, finish sure. a basement by doing, again, just the Carpet squares and some drywall or even some paneling. Absolutely. Well, yeah, and what you would do is just box out the utility room. So, again, you'd want to frame that out, make sure that's kind of boxed off. Maybe throw up an extra light or two in the ceiling Mm -hmm. and then paint. paint. I mean, literally just paint the walls, paint the ceiling, paint the floor. Mm -hmm. Could be good enough to consider it partially finished. Again, or livable. People Mm -hmm. would go down there. It's not gross basement. 
Right. Uh, but again, if you want to really jazz it up, like Dave said, carpet squares, or you can put that luxury vinyl. We would throw that down there too, just because mm-hmm. it gives it a little bit softer uh, feel. So yeah. again, it's very, very it's decorated. Easy. So there's our rehab, some little tips on that one. So buy, rehab, refinance. We started the we, episode. We forgot and, the rent. Oh, I'm sorry. Rent. Let's talk rent. about the rent. Let's rent this out. All right. So where are we at on our rents? I know when I started, I used Cozy.co. Not when I started, but uh, uh, not long ago. Yeah, not long ago. Yeah, I've used Cozy.co before too. Self-managing, rather. Self-managing. When we're self-managing. And if you're using, if you only have a rental or two or even a handful, it's a great place to start. So why is it great? Cozy.co allows you to do a couple things. And I guarantee you guys, if you Google, um, what would you Google? Maybe like property property management. management, Zillow has Software. Zillow has a thing too, I think. You could find five, ten of them. Free ones. So what Cozy does. Cozy.co will allow you tenant screening. So they go on there and they apply. It's maybe, I don't know what it is, maybe 20 bucks. And They pay for it, though. The tenant pays for it, exactly. So you're not making money off of it. And I don't recommend trying to make money off of applications, but that's neither here nor there. So the tenant goes on, pays to basically apply for your property. Then that software goes out, does a background check for you, can do a credit check for you, and provides you that information. It allows, It helps you screen the tenants. I suggest using another application as well, uh, asking about prior rent, rent history, uh, things like that, so that you can contact the previous landlord. Yeah, just use your landlords. own applications exactly. as well. Now, when they do the when you do the tenant screening online, that typically doesn't ask for that stuff. That no. typically just screens them for the credit check. credit and criminal. Exactly. Yeah, and those are very very important though. Don't skip that step. Yeah, so I know that Cozy probably has that built in. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other services out there, LTS services. Isn't Not that right? With them. I, don't know. I think that they charge like 40 bucks or 35 bucks and they'll even give you like basically a thumbs up or a thumbs down if they would rent to that person, which is kind of neat. I'm looking online right now, Zillow rental manager. They have tenant screening, online rent payments. So essentially there's lots and lots of places guys. Cozy.co is a great one as well too. Uh, but essentially all that this will, all that these systems do is they help you manage the process of renting which is simple. You post your property for rent, put some signs out, make some ads online. And once you start getting candidates, you have them fill out an application. If they look like they have good job history and they can afford it, usually you want them to make, what is it, 2.5 to three times the the monthly rent and gross income. Um, And then you want to screen them. And then those results, though, are up to you. If it comes back and they have you know, a DWI from 14, 15 years ago, that doesn't affect, that doesn't bother me. What? But you're screening them to make sure that they're not. Well, and then you have to apply by all the fair housing laws, yada, yada, yada. Correct. But what's nice about using a third-party service is almost nine times out of 10, they decline people. For you, they, on on your behalf. Which right. is, it's part of the service. What you're be- looking for is evictions, not criminal necessarily. You know, and that's, if they're, if they have a crazy criminal record, then yeah, maybe you won't want to rent to them. I get that. However, you're really looking for evictions, foreclosures, default judgments, reasons that they wouldn't be able to pay you rent. You're also, when you meet the tenant and you're talking with them, you get a feel for whether or not this is someone you want to live in your home. Correct. So my point is that these online services, they decline most of the people because of something. Again, but you can, again, make people feel comfortable. And again, if you like them, I mean, you want to encourage people to apply. You're trying to rent the house. They're not going to have perfect credit. They're not going to have perfect histories. But again, that's up to you. I mean, if you're looking for an angel, you're gonna you're gonna look. It's a lot gonna longer. take a long, lot longer. And Love it. again, if you're looking for an average Joe that can pay the rent, you're mm-hmm. gonna find those pretty easily if you have a decent property to put that's out right. there. So once you so get through the application process, put a lease in place. 
You can find leases online. Contact us. We'll help you with that. Again, Mike's offering coaching on this topic now, which is awesome. Um, or just contact a local real estate agent that you may know. They have residential lease forms that are really standardized. You can find them at Office Depot or and Office Max. you can Max, get them whatever, at Office Depot, Whichever too. one's still around. So put know. a lease together. We recommend to collect in one month's rent as well as a deposit. And we don't even sign leases with people until they have both of those amounts. If they have half, we don't know. Thank you. Yeah, Come back not, when you're ready. And we're not going to hold the We're property. not going to hold the property either. Um, beyond that, you want to... Um, so Cozy.co, I'm going to go back to this one more time. And yeah. I think, again, you would mentioned the Zillow thing. They collect rent for you as well. So does Zillow and, they, and every one of, and a they, lot of the newer ones, too. And most yeah. of them do it for free if mm-hmm. it's bank to bank. So, again, it has to be an EFT, I think, uh, from them to their th- software and then to your bank account. Yeah. But neither here nor there, it's a free It's a free online, service to collect. Very, very cool. Very so, again, cool. that's an option when you're managing a few properties. That's where we recommend you start doing something like that as opposed to going out and hiring a property manager. Why? You need to know what property managers know and do. Before think, you hire. I think I that's think a great point. I think it's very important. Because otherwise, you're going to be like, well, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Well, you have to understand what the property manager is dealing with as well. Uh, just to be I think everybody better... should manage at least for a few months before they hand it over so they can understand some of the problems that happen with properties. Right. And here's a great Which example. isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's great because you can learn. So let's hear. Well, here's let's hear a great example. example. Yeah. So, almost, I mean, without fail, when we rent a property out, Within a week or two weeks, you're going to get maintenance requests from the tenant. Typically right away, yeah. Why? Because when somebody moves in, everyone has a different opinion of what should function what way in a house. That's right. One person may be like, oh, these mini blinds aren't good enough. Or, oh, this. My water isn't hot enough. Exactly. Or, or this toilet. Or doorknob is loose. But that's okay. They identify issues for us so we can help maintain and keep the property up to a par that we set pretty high. And what's just great, guys, is this sets the bar for your relationship too. Jump on these first maintenance requests first and say, oh, hey, I noticed you wanted this fixed if it's through an online thing or if you're, you're calling you. Be like, oh, that's I'm, I'm happy to help. Uh, would you mind making a list and I'll have somebody come out in a week or two to address all the problems. Perfect. I know that when you move in, there's going to be issues and I'd love to fix that for you. Mm-hmm. So again, that sort of thing is really, really important. Sets the relationship. And again, let's get off on a good foot with our tenants. You're trying to create a win-win relationship. Let's go ahead and what else are we talking about? Buy. We talked about rehab. We talked about the rehab. We talked about rent. We talked so let's about pause refinance. for one sec though. When you're doing your rehab, you should know before you start what your refinance banker is going to require from you. So again, there is a step-by-step process in the birth strategy, but you kind of want to look at some of these things in advance, like the refi. I think that's one of the most important parts because there's a big jump that everybody will will encounter when they start using the birth strategy. And that is their banker or lender giving them a loan based on the appraisal, not the purchase plus rehab. What's that? And typically the only difference between the two is that there needs to be a minimum amount of rehab. Of course, you have to be bankable too, of course. Uh, But if you get to the point where you have good credit and the banks want to lend to you, they will lend on the appraisal. You have to just ask them what their requirements are so that way you can go about your buy and your rehab to meet those requirements. You don't want to get to refi and, and then they require a 20K you know, remodel and you spent 13. They're not going to lend to you or the numbers won't align. So definitely know your numbers. I just yeah, really want to emphasize uh, that. What's that movie? Do you remember the movie? It's like the alien movie where they come down – 
and there's like giant like rock spaceships and then the language they spit out ink and it's like circle do you know what i'm talking about oh yeah 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 that's um it's arrival, great... arrival. Arrival. Yeah, yeah. So Burr's strategy <laughs> is kind of like arrival with the little ink blots, where it's circular, where everything kind of you have to know how everything relates. And That's correct. Uh, and everything can kind of happen at the same time. It's not hard though. I mean, Mike no. and I just explained it, but yes, you are absolutely so we, correct. Right, and you do break it down into steps. But again, you can be doing all this stuff on the circle at the same time. And we are. I mean, we have. Yeah, 10 we're a little going on slower at, at this point, but eight to ten going on right now, and. Two or three are in the buy stage. Two or three are in the rehab stage. Two or three are done. They're for lease, and they're temp currently being shown to people, and we're taking applications. And two or three are already rented, and they have been sent off to our bankers to be refied. All day, every day, All guys. day, every day. Yeah. So, so you have to realize that you can do all of these at once, but you, if you're new, to contact Mike for help. Because he's awesome at it. I'm okay at it. He's pretty good. Yeah, he yeah. does it for us, and he's, he's a rock star. But you, you want to make sure that you have all the pieces in the puzzle together. Now, once you do, uh, it's not hard either. You just have to know what you're doing. Once you do, you can start acquiring assets for little to no money. And that's the beautiful thing about Burr. Super exciting. So the last R, repeat. Repeat. Just do it all over and every that's day. What, so doing it. say one of these projects takes you six months. Let's just, just for easy math, we'll say six months. If you did this as your side hustle, buying a rental property, burr, using the burr strategy. You could do two in a year. Do two in a year, right? Where does, that, where does that put you in three, five, ten years? So three just years, that's that. six properties. Six properties. If you've got maybe, say, 20K average equity. Five years, that's ten properties. Ten properties times 20K in equity. What is that? Uh, $400,000 right. in equity. Is that right? And by the fifth year, the w ones that you bought on year one and year Just two have been paid simple. down. Yeah, I mean, Don't there's so many about appreciation ancillary benefits. And all right. this other stuff. So in five years, if you just did this side hustle, just one property at a time, buying it, rehabbing it, you're going to have 10 units that you've churned your money on. You'll have 10 units with, oh, 20K is, is 200000 in equity. And let's say you did four hundred dollars a month in cash flow on each unit that's four thousand dollars a month in cash flow guys plus that's right. two hundred thousand dollars in equity i guarantee you selling uh what are they the uh the essential oils or uh what's the other one that people sell the gummies the fruit gummies selling that kind of stuff it might make you a couple hundred bucks extra a month it's not going to create two hundred thousand dollars in equity $4,000 a month. Well, passive. we talked about this earlier too, Mike. I'm bad at saving money. Try saving money when you make, you know, an extra three, 500 bucks here and there selling little things every time. I'd rather get a check for 100K every four or five years when well, I sell off a property or two and because I'm so, terrible at saving. So yeah. this auto, this puts it on autopilot. It's also, again, when the market gets hot, kind of like now, this is what Dave and I are talking about is our portfolio and our quest for 150 is, um, We've been selling some off. The market's really good, and we've got more equity than we even wanted in them. So really, really fun stuff, guys. This is the Burr strategy, or Dave and Mike talking about the Burr strategy. If you've got questions, please reach out. Uh, Dave, you got anything else to add for anybody today? Contact Mike if you want to learn more about this, guys. Yeah, hit me up. He's got all the information. He's doing it for us. He literally has helped Household Easy, our company, acquire right. 40 Properties. 40, yeah. I think our average price in them is less than a thousand bucks. I mean, again, some are zero. Some you leave a little in, they average out. So we're, we little to none is 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 the way to describe it. It's it's not free. 
There's costs. There's efforts. Well, there's a lot of time and effort that goes absolutely, into that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But um, little to no money is, is 100% true. So check it out, guys. Thanks for listening. If you want more information, contact Mike. He knows how to do this, and he has a new program coming up. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, please visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.